So I'm here in Appleton, Wisconsin, with my girl Cooper. Cooper. Woo! And we had a Halloween one night. Well, I love that Halloween. That was a spectacle. Oh, don't you don't? I, I don't you don't. <laughs> don't you don't? I do actually. You know what I'm saying? Like I can hump this all day if you know. Who's humping me? I am humping a little. You know. You know, this shit happens, though. Drew like gets a little straight when he gets a little... Straight. A little bit. I got a little boobalicious. There it is. Honk it, tonk. Badonk a donk. Look at her. Look at her. Look at her. Look at her lay here. You don't understand people. Like, she's patting and patting and patting. Hey, days. Hey, days. This is what it's like to come to Appleton. This is what I'm talking about. You're listening to The Drew Han Show. Appleton And welcome to the Drew Han Show, episode 44. And this one is jam-packed with Drew goodness. First, I'll explain that clip you just heard at the beginning of me and Katie at an after party. Yes, there is reason I recorded that. Then I'll discuss some thoughts on those pesky New Year's resolutions. I also have some brand new mom moments. Let's just say Papa Murphy's and me being called a prude is involved. After that, I have a hefty bullshit section where I call bullshit on crap in the world. You know, that and more only after the jam of the week. So let's get that going. I'll see you on the flip side. Another shot of vodka, you know what's in my glass. It's my house, just relax. Welcome to my house, baby. Take control now. We can't even slow hit the brakes, down. Hit the brakes, we don't have out. to go around. Welcome to my house. Play that music too loud. Show me what you do now. We don't have to go around. <laughs> well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Juhan Show. So you just heard me and Katie, Miss Cooper, on our Halloween adventure one night. Yes, that was taken back in 2015 for a Halloween party that we both attended. Oh, what a night that was, as you can tell from the drunken memory that is the remnants of it. It was a spectacular time, and I got Katie on the to record with me. She's usually very shy about this podcast. She won't come on. We have to really entice her. We're going to get her on here at some point. But anyways, so we were drunk, and I got her to record that with me while we were partying at our friend's house. What had happened was... We had, our friend had so graciously coordinated to take a bus limo for a group of our friends to this Halloween party that we go to every year. Usually I try to get to it. It's um, for Children's Miracle Network. It's a benefit, but it's a costume party. And so it's just, it's a great time. Who's who of Appleton Menasha area is out. So on this party bus, you know, we got a little drunk on the way back. And oh, that was a funny story too, because, uh, I had a, hun- a hinkling that it could get a little messy as far as drinks go. I haven't been in a limo in forever, but I thought I was going to drink some wine, and I thought, this I just like bumps and roads, you know, this could be kind of difficult, and drinks could be spilling, especially in Appleton, you know, these are just normal roads. We aren't in L.A. where everything's smooth and fabulous as we head to the red carpet. And so I thought, and I loved that I was ahead of the game because my friend Tanya, who is always up and up on everything, she just knows exactly what to do and be prepared, and make everything perfect, which is perfect. I love it. I love her for it. But I just felt so, so great that I thought of this and she did not. I brought adult sippy cups 
for the bus ride for me and my friend Katie and Rochelle. And they, you know, they were there. They were great, but they really proved useful on this ride home when we're a little bit more drunk. And we hit some train tracks hard, man. And boom, 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 boom. You know, and everyone's strings just went to flying. And I just hold out and lean into the middle of the aisle. And I go, sippy cup. Oh, everyone thought it was a hoot. And um, it, you had to be there, I'm sure. But it was a great time. And I really do thank Tanya for organizing that. She does a wonderful job when she does that. And it was a great time. And so, yes, I managed to remember the sippy cup, but of course she planned a spectacular evening, so all is well in the world. <laughs> anyway, so we got, at the end of the night, we all started from Tanya's place, and now we were finishing at Tanya's place, having a, our after-party drinks, if you will, and so Cooper was just laying on the couch, and I got the turn on the phone to record a little ditty, and that's what happened. So, that, and that's where we, now me and, me and Katie can laugh a lot when I, don't you don't! You know, that's a key phrase now. And hey days, hey days. I just like to yell out random things for no particular reason, and that turns to be proof. So, anyways, that was Halloween in 2015. Quickly, I want to remind you that you heard your jam of the week also, which was Flow Rider, My House, and I'm loving that song. It's a new song by him, and of course, he's got a new song. When does he not have a new song? I first heard it, and I wasn't really a fan, and usually that's kind of how it goes. It takes a while for me to warm up to Flow Rider songs. But... I was trying to find a different song to feature in the Jam of the Week on Pandora, and I reached my max skip limit as I was trying to figure out what song this was. And so I got stuck on my house, and then I was listening to it, and I'm like, oh, you know, I kind of like this. I kind of like it. It's like my podcast, Welcome to My Digs. This is where I want to talk about you in my house. So I thought, you know what, this is a perfect Jam of the Week. So a song I went from hating to loving in a matter of 2.5 seconds. So that's your Jam of the Week. And it's 2016, people! Oh my god, can you believe it? This is the first new podcast of the year. Um, yes, this is the first one I have recorded in 2016. If you are an avid listener, you know I did just release one featuring, um, a good pal Tammy as co-host in our, in an edition of the Trials and Tribulations of the Love Domain topics of, for the Jahan Show. That had been recorded way back in November and I just finally got it pushed out onto the airwaves for all to listen into its gloriousness recently and now i'm working so i'm working on our brand brand new podcast for 2016 can you believe how time flies let me tell you how time flies it is so cold outside that i went and listened to an old podcast from a year ago because i'm like boy i feel like i did this not too long ago when i got this podcast going on like stitcher and itunes and really out there it was almost a year ago to this day and it was cold then too it was just as cold it's fucking cold is what it is it's cold and um I can't, I can't stand it, but let me, as I was, I went back and listened to the podcast, it's number 11 if you really want to go back and listen, it's kind of a funny one, it's still one of my faves, um, one year ago at this time, I was, it was so cold, I was discussing menstrual cups and gay Santas on the podcast, yeah, I know, right, big topics there, and <laughs> I just learned what menstrual cups were, and that they existed, and I was so intrigued by this, and um, I was trying to, you know, give my knowledge to the world, and then of course, gay Santas was a hot button topic of the times too, so, that was a year ago at this time. Okay, okay. So, welcome back to the Drew Han Show. I'm your host, Drew Han. Go figure, right? Here's what we're talking about. It is a new year. New Year's resolutions. I know. Do we all do them? Or we all try to do them? Or we all pretend to do them? Or we're all like, uh-uh, I don't do New Year's resolutions. I have been in every category. I have set New Year's resolutions. I have said I'm not going to set New Year's resolutions. I have said New Year's resolutions are dumb. 
It's the same thing. It's one of the motions that we go through every year, and it's just a matter of our mindset. Like Fourth of July hits, like Christmas comes around and everyone bitches about it comes around earlier and earlier every year. Like presidential nominations, we have to bitch about our candidates for tomorrow's presidency. Like Christmas being here, like New Year's resolutions, Easter, Memorial Weekend, and school's starting again. And oh my God, everything that we whine about year in and year out. Oh, I can't forget about Columbus Day when that creeps up yearly. That's a new big thing, hot button topic for everyone to get on board about and bitch about the fact that some people get off for Columbus Day. Oh, it's racist that we celebrate Columbus Day. Um, and it's boo-hoo-hoo, but then day after Columbus Day, everyone forgets about it, and then we just go right back into the motions, because what's up next Thanksgiving? Or Veterans Day? Or Christmas? Or New Year's? Because we've got to make our resolutions. I'm, I'm babbling because I'm trying to make a point. New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I have made some. I have. Now, last year, me and my sister tried to make resolutions, and, um, they, a modest effort was made. I wanted to do more yoga, and I touched and goed. I dabbled in it, really, throughout the year, and that's as far... It, it was not a successful resolution. And so this year, I said, I need to make better resolutions, because I want to give this another go. I want to prove that I can follow through on something. Now, just to point out, you know, there are to, there are the main resolutions that we all do, and there, I looked up, like, a list of top ten, and basically, it's like, lose weight, get healthy, save more money, do less, see family more often. And the basic re- resolutions that we just kind of all run through our head throughout the year as it is. I mean, every time I make a purchase, I'm like, Drew, do I really need this? So I think that's an ongoing resolution. Whether I'm saving or not, nah, I don't think that's going to ever happen, but... The resolution is always there, I say. And losing weight? Well, I go along the lines of needing more exercise. Let's just put it that way. And I try, and I want to be more exercising. But, you know, it's cold outside. <laughs> and when, when those excuses come up so easily to not do what you want to do, it's easy to just keep going with the flow and write it right off. Marley! Marley! No. Don't. Okay, to remind our listeners out there, we have, I always have two live listeners or audience members. It's Marley the dog and Paws the cat. They have both been pains in my ass as well. It's cold outside. They just want to be right next to me and I had to, I just had to shoo them off of me today because I need my space. But Marley was over there so graciously looking himself at my, in my range of view of what I need to be looking at. Like, that's what I'm looking at as a dog. He's straight ahead in my line of vision. Yet, he's licking himself and it's just kind of annoying. So I had to give him a little, oh, hey, Mar. So anyways, back to resolutions. So, you know, I want to make more realistic resolutions. I want to give this an attempt, people. So here's my New Year's resolutions for this year, okay? My first one is to eat more bananas and carrots. Right? Simple. It's so easy. I can do this. You know why? Just buy more carrots when I'm at the grocery store, and every time I go to Quick Trip, buy a banana. I'm in Quick Trip a couple times during the week. So, (coughs) excuse me. Got a burp in the podcast, you know. I can buy a banana when I'm at Quick Trip. It's not hard, and when you do it and just... One increment like that. You don't even notice that you're paying anything for a banana because bananas are like, what, 24 cents? So I'm like, I just want to be healthier and eat healthier. And if I am at least incorporating something healthy into the diet, I'm on the right step. So that's an, I think that, and originally it was just eat bananas. And then I just, just recently, just before I went on air to do this podcast, I said, let's throw in carrots. I'm worried about my vision. I want good eyes, man. So, cause we stare at computers all day long and I'm, I'm only 30 and yet I feel my eyes going bad. Too soon, man. Too soon. And my other New Year's resolution would be to go back to Door County. Now, I go to Door County almost every year, have been for the past four years probably now. Um, me and my my gal pals just did a trip here in December to Door County. Normally, we usually do it a little earlier in the fall or a little later in the spring. Um, but I wanted to go up there to get some holiday wines at Door Peninsula Winery, one of my favorites up there. 
had for sale and just to do a trip with the girls during the holiday season. So it was fun. We had a great time. And uh, so for the other you, those of you non-locals, Door County is this beautiful area of Wisconsin. And if you know what Wisconsin looks like, just go with me here. It's the thumb of Wisconsin. Okay, you know that giant thumb? That's Door County Peninsula. And it's gorgeous up there, especially in the summertime. We have this huge state park and all the little itty-bitty towns. It's very touristy, but quaint, not large. And, of course, it's known for its wines. There's about seven or eight wineries up in Door County. And so Door Peninsula is my favorite winery. And while we were there trying to buy the holiday wine, I sampled wine. Of course, why would you not sample wine? And I found a new one I like. It's called Sinister by Door Peninsula. And I was in love with it, but I wasn't there to buy a lot, a lot of wine. I had to focus on my holiday wines. And they don't sell Sinister at the stores that I've seen yet around here because they do, you know, outsource the Door County wine to the local region. And I, But I can't find Sinister in the store. So, there, ergo, trip back to Door County. I just want to make sure I get that to happen sooner rather than later so I can get that wine and say I would, you know, mark this resolution off the list. Another easy one, I say, because we ended up making a trip up there. Anywho. So, those are some realistic resolutions I'm going to give a go. We'll see if I pan through. Really, I'm worried about the bananas and carrots, but I think it can happen. What about you? Any New Year's resolutions? Any attempts? What's your take? Are you the grumpy, I don't believe in resolutions, or resolutions are dumb, or yes, I have a resolution, and that's to, uh, you know, be ridiculous for a whole year. Like, what is your stance on the resolutions, and what are you doing to make them happen or not happen? Let me know on the Facebook page. You can find me on the by typing up The Drew Han Show on Facebook. Yes, there I am for you to like the page. You'll get all the alerts about the show, and you can put in your two cents. But when I ask you questions, I want listener interaction. You're listening to The Drew Han Show. Okay, welcome back, welcome back. You're still listening to The Drew Han Show, in case you forgot. <laughs> right? We have such busy lives and short attention spans these days that I want to make sure you're still listening and that you know you're listening to the Drew Han Show. You know what I'm saying? This isn't the Drew Carey Show or another podcast. This is the Drew Han Show. Now, I told you you can like it on Facebook. You know, you can find the show for free to listen to on Stitcher, iTunes, and TuneIn. All three of those apps for sure have it, plus numerous other locations on the internet. But those are three of the most go-to places. And on those platforms, especially iTunes and Stitcher, you can download the show. It's not hard. It doesn't take up any space on your phone. It's easy, and it's free. That way, when you're off network or not on Wi-Fi, you can listen to that show anytime and not be using any data. Isn't that spectacular? So I highly recommend doing that. Just type up the Drew Han Show. I need to ask you one more favor before I go into uh, mom moments coming up. If you're a listener of the show and you enjoy the show, please rate the show on Stitcher, on TuneIn, I believe, as well, and for sure iTunes. You can rate and comment about the show. Give me five stars. I want to know you're listening. I want to know you like the show. You know, it helps. It's good to have the you know the, the listener feedback to know if I'm in that headed in the right direction, to know if you're even listening. I mean, that means you. You think, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, you're just one listener in maybe a hundred, thousands, or ten. Whoever knows how many listeners. You know, it's not a huge podcast, obviously. But I don't know. And you, every listener counts. It's the truth. You know, these podcasts don't make money, and I don't do this for the money, and it's certainly ever, never going to make me money. I do it for you. So tell me you're typing. Tell me <laughs> tell me you're listening by typing, okay? Put your fingers to the test and tickle those uh, computer ivories, if you know what I mean. Okay. Now we're going to get into mom moments. Now, if you recall, mom moments are those moments that are only brought to you by mom. Especially my mother, because she has lots of mom moments and lots of, 
I don't know how to describe mom moment other than it's it's personably my mom, and I guess it's borderlines on being flaky and ditzy and maybe um, you know on the cusp of Alzheimer's. I'm not really sure. My mom's not even that old. She probably doesn't even have neither. She has these moments, and so they're just naturally known as mom moments. Well, I have two of them. The first one was when she called me a prude. Now, my mom called me a prude. Now, if you know me, or if you've listened to the show, certainly not a prude, especially if you go back to the last episode. I talk about sex all the time, and I have no quarrels or qualms about talking about it. I will discuss dick size, where to do it, positions, my experiences, on and so forth, bad kissers, good kissers, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever's out there. I am not afraid to talk about it. And if you know what I mean, and you know me, you know I'm not a prude whatsoever. Let's just say wings. Does anyone know what wings are? I have had this conversation with my girls. So anyway, <laughs> look it up. Or don't look it up. It's not a good, pleasant thing to look up. I So my mom called me a prude. Why did she call me a prude? Here's the story. I Not too far long ago, in the, in the past year, 2016, my mom asked me to stop at Papa Murphy's to pick her and her husband up a pizza. Now, I'm not a fan of Papa Murphy's. If you're not familiar, Papa Murphy's is the place, the take-and-bake pizza joint chain. So you go in there and they make up your pizza fresh and made right there for you and then you take it home and bake it. I don't think their pizzas taste that great and I don't really care to go to them. I don't care for that process. You know, I'll order my pizza and I want it hot and ready and picked up and I want to pick out my, my choices online on, a, on an app like we do in America today. So <laughs> anyway, she sends me there and tries to tell me what kind of pizza she wants. Now she described it something about chicken, chicken ranch. You know what I'm saying? And so I take what my mom says directly to heart because I don't, you know, usually, you know, I hate doing a chore for someone and I have to figure it out for myself. It's a pet peeve of mine. And so my mom tells me what pizza she wants. So I go to the Papa Murphy's and I walk in and I'm looking at their menu board and I'm like, shit, I know there's a particular pizza that they like, but I don't see this chicken ranch. No, there's chicken bacon, something else that I have a hinkling could be what they want. Mom didn't say anything about bacon and I don't want to screw this up. You know what I'm saying? Garlic. That's what it was. It was chicken garlic ranch pizza and my mom said chicken bacon ranch or chicken bacon garlic i don't know something along those lines one word was dropped and another word was replaced and i i didn't want to mess this up so i go up to the register and this punk kid you know probably 17 who who is at this counter acting like he owns the joint and like he is the shit and he's got the lay of the land down and he is going to sail through life because he has this cocky attitude i say no i say bullshit first of all this could be in a bullshit section but I'm trying to describe, I'm like, I want a chicken ranch pizza. And I'm just kind of saying exactly how my mom had typed it. He says, wow, I'm not, I'm not really sure what you want. I said, maybe the chicken bacon ranch. So I, I'm referring to their board of options. You know, he's like, and then I go on to read the things that my mom wanted on the pizza. And he's like, he turns to me and says, sir, you're just saying a lot of things and I don't really understand what you want. I'm like, I didn't understand I was being that complicated. I was just saying kind of the idea of what I need to look for or what I'm trying to find. And maybe you could help direct me in the right look direction instead he was just condescending asshole to me and i thought hmm, not great i have been on the other side of that counter and i know what it's like when you have that that customer that could maybe just drive you nuts but you have to have patience and he looks like he wants to succeed at papa murphy's you know like become a manager there really move up in the ranks <laughs> and so i he's looking at me and giving me this this glare and i'm I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I just don't know. I, I'm new to this. I don't go to Papa Murphy's. Maybe help walk a customer through it, you know, instead of telling me I'm a complete idiot in a condescending tone. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know I'm not being dramatic. <laughs> so anyways, I fumble through this process. I'm like, I just make up a pizza then. At this point, I'm like, oh, I'm 
taking up this this 17 year old's precious time by not knowing what pizza I want. So I'll just make something up. So I, I continue to order, and I just throw things on a pizza and call it a day. And it turned out not to be too bad, but and the pizza that she did want was on the board. She had just described it to me wrong. So anyways, I was mad. Okay, this is a long story, but I apologize. I was mad about this. So mad that I thought, I'm writing to Papa Murphy's. Like, I understand shitty service and people having bad days. Been there, done that. And I usually don't let it get to me so much. But this particular punk got to me. So I wrote I wrote an email to Papa Murphy's. And you can write to the store. And so write instantly they send you a discounted coupon or something in the email. Return, pull, apply back. Which is great. But then a couple days later, I got an email from the actual store manager of this particular Papa Murphy's apologizing and thanking me for reaching out and, you know, you know giving my experience, my, my, you know, sharing my experience with him. He, he would like to speak to his team and he will try to, you know, figure out who was working that day and, you know, says, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, those younger kids just don't always, you know, you know, enter you know, with the appropriate skills and you got to teach them. And I understand that this punk just looked like he had been taught it and didn't give a shit, in my opinion. And I even said back in the email, I said, in my initial response, I said, I'm, I'm not trying to get anyone in trouble. I just feel like he looks like he wants to succeed at Papa Murphy's with an attitude like that. There's no way he could be a manager. You need to empathize. And he says, so then the manager in his email back to me says, please let me know your address. I'd like to send you some coupons and discounted pizza specials. Then I emailed him black, black. <laughs> back and i said thank you for your response i will politely decline any discounted coupons i was not looking for free service by simply just complaining that was not my goal and i want to show that i'm just trying to point out an experience so that you could fix it i don't need anything free in return that's not the point and so i you know i explained this back in this email and the truth is i never want to go back to pop murphy's to begin with whether i had this experience or not i just don't like it and i don't need coupons for it <laughs> so I'm telling this whole story. My mom knew about this story and the steps in the process, you know. She's there. She's around a lot, you know. So I'm just telling her, I remember that day I popped Murphy's. I had it back, came back all grumpy, blah, blah, blah. So I was explaining this email and how I declined any special offers. And she, she turns to me and she says, Drew, don't be a prude. And I'm like, wait, what? First I laugh. I'm like, huh? wait, that's not the right word. It's like, mom, how can I be? I'm not, what? Do you know what you're saying, mom? No, I don't think she doesn't. So... <laughs> Sometimes my mom just says the word she thinks might be per- perfect for that sentence without knowing the actual meaning of the word. I said, Mom, that's not that what that means. I said, a prude is someone who, you know, is shy about sex or doesn't want to talk about sex or doesn't have sex. You know, I'm like, I'm clearly not a prude, Mom. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. I think I'm, I don't think that's it. I'm like, I'm going to, do you want me to Google it, Mom? Because then I really, when she is persistent that she knows what she, this means, I'm like, I'm going to have to Google it for you. So I Googled prude. Hold on, I'll do it right now. What is the definition of prude? Prude, a person who is or claims to be easily shocked by matters relating to sex or nudity. Did you catch that? A person who is or claims to be easily shocked by matters relating to sex or nudity. Neither. I am not. I am not shy about that. So, <laughs> I said, Mom, that's the wrong usage. And so there's mom moment number one. It just gives me a hoot. And then... A couple days later, I'm getting ready for work, and she's around, and she notices something on the ground. She says, what is this, Drew? Is this yours? Does this belong to you? I'm like, what is it? And it's just this little black end piece of nothing, a little pl- piece of plastic. And I said, I, d- I don't know what this is, Mom. It looks like garbage. Throw it away. You know? She's like, you sure it's not something that, you know, what is this? And I'm like, Mom, you found nothing on the ground. <laughs> you really, it's a piece of nothing. It, could, it looks useless. Whatever it came off of, it's pointless. It doesn't matter. We don't need it. Okay. So she's like, fine, I don't know, huh. She's asking Chris, her husband, you know, anyone she can find. She's like, what is this? Does this belong to something? 
Mom, it's really not. It's tiny, tiny, tiny. Whatever it fell off of is not missing it. I can tell you this and won't ever need it again. It's That's how unimportant this piece looked. It was so stupid. She, she sets it on the counter. Oh, great. She's going to save this piece because it obviously belongs to something. We must figure this out. So the next day, she says to me, oh, you know that little black piece? You know, that's from work. That's just off a of work product. You know, and it, I must have, it must have tagged home with me or something like that. So a piece of nothing from work that's absolutely nothing at home. It means nothing. It just needs to go in the garbage. And yet she's going around like, what is this? What do you think this is? In a panic mode over a piece of nothing. So anyways, that was my moment number two, and I thought that was really funny. So we love our mom moments. Thanks, Gina, for contributing to the podcast. Okay, now we have to do some bullshit. <coughs> what, what happened? happened? I'm allergic to bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I'm allergic to bullshit. I'm allergic to bullshit. That's right, it's time for some bullshit, and I am going to lean into Hollywood for a moment <laughs> for this bullshit. Now, I normally like to take bullshit from, like, rather more real experiences in life, things I see or, spe- you know, monitor in the world and realize that's bullshit. You know, but I'm going to go straight to Hollywood for these these two things I saw on TV recently that I thought were complete bullshit. I'm going to burp. Bear with me here. No? Maybe not. <clears throat> there it was. Okay. So, the first piece of bullshit is Tony Braxton. We all know Tony Braxton, right? If you're my age or older, you know who Tony Braxton is. If you're my age or younger, you probably don't know who Tony Braxton is. Beautiful black singer from the 90s, basically. Doesn't do much anymore. She's had, she had some great hits. And she's got, you know, a reality show even, I think, on TV still. I saw a commercial for Lifetime. They are doing the Lifetime original movie Tony Braxton story. And I thought to myself, really? We've all been clamoring for the real true life story of Tony Braxton. What was Tony Braxton's hardships in life? I, I, I don't feel that many people were really clamoring for this moment. You know, like, oh, I've been waiting for the Tony Braxton story. You know, she had it so rough. She didn't. I mean, I'm sure she had some trials and tribulations of her own to get to where she is. When you're in Hollywood and trying to move up in the ranks, I'm sure every actor, actress, singer, celebrity has their awful story of how they got to where they are and the, and the suffering that they went through to get there. But, of course, Tony Braxton needs a story. Now, I want to see the Jared Leto story. Now, there's a story. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure it's got to be better than Tony Braxton's. But that's just what I... I, I what's the real-life story of Fred Savage? You know, like, let's just pick out more random people that have nothing to do with Hollywood anymore other than the fact that they might dabble here and there. But let's make a story out of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, she had no hardships. You know, maybe she was pressured to be, you know, sleeping with some manager to get up on the ranks. But who is not? being pressured to sleep with one person or another at some point in their life. You know what I'm saying? So, this is coming out. Now, I can understand it, you know, back in the, something about the 80s, you know, in the 80s, the 70s, back, you know, if she were around that, like, give us the real story of, like, Aretha Franklin or something, or Diana Ross. I'm sure they had real issues trying to make it in Hollywood. Hello, Ray is a perfect example. Now, there's a movie people might be interested, were interested in. Jamie Foxx, I think, won the Academy Award for his portrayal of Ray. The movie was nominated for Academy Awards. I mean, there's a story. Somebody was blind and black during a time in the in the world when, you know, we weren't racist. 
and but we're trying to well, we were just getting over that and equal rights and trying to move up in this in the in the music industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a story, Ray Charles. That's what we want to see. Not Di- not Tony Braxton. I'm sorry, we weren't racist in the '90s. We might be now in the in the teens of a 21st century, but <laughs> in the '90s we weren't so much. We weren't so sensitive then. So I just don't think a Tony Braxton story is really necessary. And I call bullshit. Okay. Um, I'll look for it on the awards show circuit, but I highly doubt I'll see it there. Okay, my other piece of Hollywood bullshit is this. Mediums. Who has experienced a medium? Has anyone gone to a medium? Do you watch the medium show? You know that, what is she called? Like that Brooklyn medium? Well, I don't, I can't think of her name, but she, you know, she's on one of those networks, has a Brooklyn accent, she thinks she's a medium. Medium. They all, of course, they all think they're mediums. I call bullshit on mediums, first of all. That's just what I'm going to say right there. I can't really believe they see the future or sense things. But my point being is that e-entertainment, the source of all things good, not really, has a new show coming out called Tyler the Medium. Now, Tyler is looks about 12, <laughs> blonde hair. It looks like Leonardo DiCaprio did in Growing Pains in the 80s. Does anyone remember that? He kind of has that look about himself. So he's really about 19, I'm guessing. And he's a medium. And so they were advertising how he's going to have his own show. And I had happened to be watching the Kardashians. Yes, I watched the Kardashians and love it. That, you know, this Tyler medium guy is going to come on the Kardashians. And so I was watching Tyler on the Kardashians start to do his medium thing. And I had to change the channel because I get so awkward around when I watch mediums. Because I can't believe... Now, the Kardashians, I know people hate them and they think they're annoying, but I think they're really brilliant people for making a multi-millionaire empire out of nothing, basically. They just themselves make money. Like, how brilliant is that? You cannot say they're not doing something right in this world. So these people who are money savvy have Tyler the Medium on, and I'm sure it's just all hoax for the show anyway, but she, he's starting to like read into like what he's sensing in the room and seeing, and blah, you know, like, and so he's, and something about their family or someone, I don't know. And so, of course, they're getting suckered into this. I'm like, I, I can't watch people, brilliant people, get sucked into medium bullshit because it's just them, you know, pulling on your personal life. It's not like they, I don't believe they actually, they just have really good intuition. I have really good intuition. I could be a fucking medium if I wanted to. All you gotta know is a little bit about their lives, their past, and their history, and then walk into their home and be like, mm, I sense an older spirit telling you to sit down and shut up. Oh, yeah, Uncle Merle used to say sit down and shut up to me all the time. You know what I mean? Like, no, they just, they just they look around and they see, fo- you know, like, oh, this home has a very, um, I can feel the ancestry in this house and generations. And I'm like, well, of course you can. You look around and you see the rustic antique motif and you're going to be like, yes, there's history here. You walk into a house with a modern look to it and you're going to be like, no, there's no spirits here. You know what I'm saying? Like, hello, mediums are just very intuitive and observant. That's all it is. And so when I see people suckered into them, I am just like, bullshit. Okay? Bullshit. That's so that Hollywood is full of bullshit right now. And Tony Braxton and Tyler the Medium are what I'm emphasizing on. Okay, thank you. To wrap this puppy up. Now, before I wrap it up, I usually like to have some insightful words. I'm kind of lacking on the insightful words right now. I will point out something that I thought was insightful of me to notice. <laughs> it starts out funny and then it kind of goes serious, so bear with me. But here's the thing. I Last week I had three days off, and I'm going to share the story of why I had three days off in a future podcast. I was trying to buy a new car, and I had some troubles. And let's just say I 
was I had unreliable transportation in the process, so I couldn't get to work. So in the three days that I was off of work, randomly throughout the week, on Monday, Thursday, and Friday, I started to notice something by the third day, and I'm like, whoops, a doozle. Monday was the first day I was home from couldn't go to work because of this car problem. David Bowie had passed away, or I had heard of the news of David Bowie passing. I don't know if it was the night prior. I'm not really sure, but David Bowie died. Then Thursday, I wake up. I'm not going to be able to go to work, and I see that Alan Rickman has died. Now Alan Rickman, uh, you know, played Snape in Harry Potter, and he was in Love Actually, which is a favorite holiday movie of mine, and so on and so forth. British actor. So I was like, oh, Alan Rickman. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't take any more days off because people die when I'm off. <laughs> These celebrities are dropping, you know, faster than the mediums can predict this. So, <laughs> anyway, I was like, oh no, who's going to die on Friday? And then on a serious note, my friend Allison's father did pass away on Friday. And I thought, my first thought was, oh my gosh, I'm killing people by being off. But I do want to be all seriously um, say, Allison is a good friend of mine. And her, her father passed away. So this podcast is going out to her and her family, dedicated to her father. Allison is a good person, a good friend. And I never got to meet her father, but I can only imagine he is just as good a person to produce such a wonderful friend that is Allison. So I just wanted to say that and acknowledge that and tell her or let her know my thoughts and prayers are with her and her family. So that has been the latest of Druhan extravaganza in a nutshell welcome to the new year i want to remind you thanks for listening i won't go through the spiel because i kind of you know did it throughout the podcast of how you can listen to the show but keep in mind what i told you to do okay thanks for listening i'm drew han and i will talk to you again soon smooches keep in touch to say i miss you to be whoever